Hey sisters! You're listening to the Follow Him With Us podcast. Where you learn to follow him with us. I'm Katie. I'm Monica. And, and we're, we're your, your hosts. hosts. So, so grab, grab your Bible and let's go. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> we're finally here. Yeah, yeah eventually. It's, it's a little late this week, but um, what do they say? The What is it? The best for last. we we saved the best for last we're probably your last podcast and study of the week but yeah but it'll be the best one yes it always is though right oh yeah (laughs) we are we're so humble and modest Mm -hmm. just like jesus okay (laughs) we actually have a lot to cover this week we do we finished first nephi which is like a big deal because I feel like we always get stuck in Nephi. I mean, I couldn't tell you how many times I've read it when I'm like, I'm gonna read the whole Book of Mormon this year or this month or whatever. Yeah, it's always First Nephi, but there's a lot of good things in it, so it's okay. Yep, exactly. I think that they just wanted to, for timing purposes, they wanted to finish early, so they made us read what six chapters. <laughs> yeah. It's literally like twenty pages. Yeah, it's kind page of thirty three to page fifty three. Yeah, it's a lot, and they do a lot and travel a lot, but also a couple chapters, nineteen for sure, um, is just Nephi telling us about what's gonna happen. Yeah, in the future. So as he does a lot, he's kind of like a fortune teller or something. <laughs> he is. Okay, well, <laughs> we just jump right into it then? Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I think we already talked about this a little bit in our last episode, because we are talking about Laman and Lemuel, but at the beginning of chapter 16, he says, The guilty taketh the truth to be hard, for it cutteth them to the very center. Yeah. Um, if you listened to our last episode, you have heard us talk about this already, but um, Nephi's just talking to, he was talking to Laman and Lemuel about some not great things that they were doing and they took it to be really hard and hurtful because it applied to them and it was supposed to (laughs) right it's a lot of tough love Mm -hmm. because I know specific specifically for me when people are like or my parents really are like hey you know we noticed this is a bad habit of yours you should try to work on it I'm like ugh. No, <laughs> but you know they they just want what's best for us, mm-hmm. and Nephi just wants what best what's best for his brothers, uh, but it's hard for them to hear. Mm-hmm. I actually just learned in my psychology class today um, something called over justification, where it's like if you um, are like driven to do something just because you enjoy it and you want to do it, then. Um, you know, you'll, you'll do it just for the reward of that you want to, but then if, like, your parents reward you for it or something, then you're less likely to do it. Interesting. So, fun fact, doesn't really apply here, but (laughs) (laughs) what you're saying, yeah, um, we were talking in the Institute, not to, like, keep going all over the place, but in Institute Mm -hmm. yesterday, we were talking about how some people, like, um, don't really like President, or not President Oaks, um, Elder Oaks. Yeah. 
yeah um and like our generation because he's so like just straight to the point and like he it's tough love um but I actually really like him because that's kind of what speaks to me and so I think that's what Nephi knew how Laman Lemuel he was like I've been kind to you this many times like you just need straight to the point truth and so that's what they got yeah exactly I mean it's good for them does it work not really, but yeah. it's okay. Yes. <laughs> it works for the time being, and then they do something stupid again. But mm-hmm. it's all right. I'm like, I'm trying to think. I was thinking this last week too. I'm like, the amount of times I've like read the story of Nephi, like I don't actually remember how Laman and Lemuel like end up, like how their story ends or whatever in this book. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there, but I, can, I don't we'll get remember. There. it's something to think about do they get better do they not i think not but i don't know yeah i think if they if they got better and righteous then we would know yeah i mean hopefully they have by now yeah (laughs) all that time in the afterlife Mm mm-hmm Okay, well, but this time, <laughs> they they humbled themselves before the Lord, um, and Nephi had great joy and hopes for them. So they were, like, so humbled in this moment that Nephi was like, wow, I actually have high hopes that they're going to improve from this point on. Like, they were so genuine and repentant that Nephi was like, wow, they're actually changing this time. Yeah. Well, it's weird because every time they do something that's kind of stupid, they humble those, themselves, they repent. You know, they're they're doing all these good things that they're supposed to be doing, you know, repenting and, you know, everybody makes mistakes and they repent and stuff. But it's interesting that we use them as the, like, almost bad example, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting how, you know, we always get, like, you know, the scriptures are from a certain perspective, and it's for a reason, like, it's from, like, the righteous perspective, Mm -hmm. but um, I think it's interesting, like, what if all the times when, like, he's like, oh, me and my, or, like, my brothers were complaining about this, it's like, what if Nephi was complaining, too, and he's just not including himself, because it's just from his (laughs) perspective, (laughs) (laughs) i really doubt it because he's righteous but he's an imperfect person well absolutely and later in the these chapters we actually see for the first time lehi complaining Mm -hmm. and Nephi's like what the heck are you doing you're supposed to be the one person Mm -hmm. that doesn't complain but we'll get there yes we will we'll get there very soon actually yeah so um one thing that really stands out in the first little bit of this come follow me is um we get the first look at the liahona yes it appears outside of lehi's tent and he walks out he opens the flaps of the tent he walks out and it's just like this little ball mm-hmm. with spindle two spindles and he's like what the heck is this <laughs> <laughs> um but we kind of have, like, modern-day liahonos all around us. You know, the liahono mm-hmm. is something that guided them and showed them the, the way to go if they were faithful. And if we're faithful, then we also have the Holy Ghost, the Word of God, uh, modern-day prophets, you know, mm-hmm. 
patriarchal blessing, all of that to guide us. But we only get those blessings if we're faithful and calling or keeping the commandments and, you know, keeping our covenants and. Mm-hmm. I actually thought of the patriarchal, my patriarchal blessing, like the whole time that I was reading um, this chapter. Well, I guess not my patriarchal blessing, but like patriarchal blessings in general. Yeah. Because um, in verse 28, it says they did work according to the faith and diligence and heed, which we did give unto them. Mm-hmm. Which sounds like what's at the end of like everyone's patriarchal blessing, like that it works according, like I, all these blessings I bestow upon you according to your faith. Or something right. like that. I mean, I'm sure everyone's is worded a little bit different, but um, our patriarchal blessing only works for us if, and it only, like, applies, like, that's, like, God's side of the covenant or whatever, that we have to be faithful in order to receive those blessings. Yeah. And that's absolutely. why they're called our personal liahona. Yeah. And um, in 29, right after that, he says, by small means, the Lord can do great things. Mm-hmm. And... I just think that's awesome because we're small means. Mm-hmm. I'm not like any big means. <laughs> no. Um, and the the Lord will help us do great things. And mm-hmm. everybody's promised that in their patriarchal blessing. You know, those are great things that you're promised, whatever they may be. So mm-hmm. the Lord's going to help you if we have the faith and diligence. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also important, like, I don't know if anybody else had, this could just be me, because I don't know, I'm this way, but um, I was there when my brother got his patriarchal blessing, and I've, like, told you it's not something to, like, share on a podcast, but, like, just my experience with my patriarchal blessing was, like, different. Right. Um, And anyway, I've, like, compared mine to my brother's a lot, which isn't good. Mm. Um, mine is like, that's what I think is important is don't compare the great things that God has planned for you that he does with you to something that he's doing with another person. Like I could say like, oh, well, what I'm doing isn't nearly as great as like what the prophet's doing, you know, like he's (laughs) a prophet and like, it's probably not, but that's from like my perspective and like the worldly perspective, but from God's perspective, like any, any person who is faithfully trying to do things, um, is doing just as great of things as the prophet or anybody else who's also just trying with faith. Absolutely. Not one person is doing greater things than another person if you're both equally faithful and diligent and trying to do great things. Mm-hmm. Any work is a good work. Yes. Well, not, not any work. If any work for the, for the Lord. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah. Yes. Okay, back to the story. Um, in verse 16, it says that they followed the directions of the ball um, that led them to the most fertile parts of the wilderness, and they're they're traveling because the Lord told them to. I don't think he told them where they're traveling to. Um, he told them, it, he called it the... Journey into the wilderness. Journey into the wilderness, but later we realize that it's... Um... The promised land. He calls oh, it the yes. promised land. Yes. But they don't know that right now. Yeah. Um, so they're just counting on God and the Liahona to direct them, which even just in itself, wow, we can apply it to ourselves. Right. Um, and then in verse 20, um, it says that his father began to murmur against his God. And everyone was exceedingly sorrowful that they did murmur against the Lord. 
So they're not in a good place. I mean, I wouldn't be either. I can't blame them. Um, but where they're messing up here is that they're complaining against God. I think it's one thing to complain about your situation. I mean, that's its own thing. We're supposed to be grateful for everything God gave us, but we're not perfect. But right. um, they're complaining against God. Yeah. They're not complaining to God. They're not complaining about their situation. They're complaining against God. They're saying like, probably, I mean, I doesn't say what they're saying, but they might have been saying things like, how could God lead us here? If we're really being led by God, why are we here? Why are we in this situation? It's It kind of sounds to me like um, when people say like, well, if God's real, then why am I going through this thing right now? Yeah, I completely agree. Something that I, that is shown to us over and over again is in these chapters, like why, why bad things happen to good people. Mm-hmm. bad things kept happening to them over and over and over again but that it, they were for a reason right mm-hmm. and yeah Nephi's family just loses sight of that over and over again and I was so shocked that Lehi was murmuring against God yeah because he's had like he was visions. the one that started this in the first place yeah he should be murmuring against himself he should <laughs> <laughs> Um, but then in 24, because of Nephi's example, his family humbled themselves and repented. Mm-hmm. And then God had like a talking to, to Lehi. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One thing that I liked is in verse 23, when, you know, they're without food and Nephi broke his bow and then he makes a new one it says i nephi did make out of wood a bow um i just i like how it's pointed out here that nephi like had to put in effort like again kind of like when he broke the the ropes or has that not happened yet i don't know spoiler alert um but he (laughs) he said what when his i don't don't know when his brothers tie him up but um yeah that happened he okay (laughs) good (laughs) but he um he had to make a bow god didn't just like give it to him he had to like think for himself a little bit how can i like help myself and my family in this situation and so he made a bow and then god like magnified his effort and like helped him to know where to go to find food right um and all along he was leading them amongst the most fertile parts of the wilderness which i mean just already shows how much he's um helping them and caring for them but I think this can apply to our lives, too, like, that we have to put in some effort, and God will magnify that, like it says later, and thus we see that by small means the Lord can bring about great things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just, like, what he's doing with us, it's also what he's doing with our efforts, too. Our efforts are very small compared to God's efforts, like, could never even compare, not an equal trade, not an equal relationship. Um, but God magnifies what we do so that it's able to help God and be equal to God. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, later we see that um, Layman and Layman's mad again. Uh, this time just because he thinks that Nephi is like full of it again. Mm-hmm. Um, this is in verse 38 and then um 39 it says the lord came and did speak many words unto them and did uh chasten them exceedingly so 
the Lord yelled at them again. And then they repented, and uh, the Lord blessed them with food again. So yes. we see over and over, it's not going to be the last time I say it, but how they murmur or they're going to kill Nephi or they're angry or sad or whatever. And then the Lord's like, nah, I'm going to take away your food now <laughs> and I'm going to yell at you. And then they're like, sorry. And the Lord's like, it's okay. I forgive you. And then they have their food again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, there's a quote. I can't remember exactly how it goes. But it's like sometimes the only way that God can bring us to our knees is to literally bring us to our knees. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's quoted a lot better than that. But like sometimes we don't realize that we need God until we don't have something that makes us realize why we need God. Like we we take credit. I feel like a lot of the times for things that we have like, oh, I I prayed really hard. Um for for this thing so I brought it to pass you know like I prayed for that but I earned that but it's like no it's God gave that to you like you not studying I had this we talked about this in institute yesterday actually um and the teacher brother Ridge he gave this example saying that like you know when he was a kid and he like prayed really hard before test um but didn't study at all and then he got like a b on the test or whatever like he passed it um Mm -hmm. he'd be like oh, I, like, I passed the test, but it's, like, you really think that you passed the test? Like, God, that was definitely God's hand there. Right. Like, how did, how did you, without studying at all, manage Mm -hmm. to pass the test by yourself? You didn't. Yep, you didn't. (laughs) You did not do anything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, God has to remind us why we need him sometimes, I think, which is actually sad, like, that he has to do that, but he just, he knows us, and he knows what he has to do sometimes to to get us to remember him. Right, and he knows that we're not perfect, and we're not going to remember him all the time, so mm-hmm. he's forgiving of that. Yes, we're you know? commanded to always think of him, but he knows that we can't do that ourselves, and so he provides a way. Yeah, exactly. He does not give a commandment unto the children of men, save he shall prepare a way for them. Mm-hmm. It's almost like that's a scripture. <laughs> no, you, you just thought of that all on your own just now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it sounded like a scripture, right? I'm just that good with yeah. words. Yep. You, you should be writing your own. Mm-hmm. Just that's blasphemous. Let, let's stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, Moving on to chapter 17. If that's, are you ready for? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, They were just murmuring and then... He talks in verse one about like they took their journey into the wilderness again. I don't know what I think it just means they continued their journey because it's not like they left the wilderness anyway. Right. <laughs> um, they kept traveling, and he said that they wade, we did wade through much affliction in the wilderness, and our women did bear children in the wilderness. I could never. I um, no. Oh my that, gosh, that sounds so hard. The women do not get enough credit in here. Yeah. Um, Well, I think that they, I mean, they're not talked about enough, but when they are. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Like in verse two, it says our women did give plenty of suck for their children and were strong, yea, even like unto the men. And I think that instead of looking at it like, oh, 
Nephi's like, they were strong like us, you know, because we're super strong. Mm-hmm. It's more of like he's surprised that they just gave birth and they're as strong as the men, mm-hmm. you know? I thought of it as maybe they're literally, like, I don't know, but maybe they were literally blessed with, like, physical strength that, like, they were, like, physically as strong and, like, capable of, like, moving through the wilderness and stuff as the men that didn't just give birth. Yeah. I mean, you know, men are just physically stronger than women. Right. But I think he's saying here that, like, they were as strong as the men that didn't just give birth. Yeah, and they began to bear their journeys without murmurings. Mm Mm-hmm. Go them. Go them. Wow. But I like that in verse 2, like, you know, they were just murmuring about all the things they didn't have. But then now he says, so great were the blessings of the Lord upon us. They're still in adversity and still having so many struggles, but he's still, now he's, they're recognizing how many blessings they still have. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's like um, another quote that I can't remember perfectly. Um, I've seen it like on stuff at Kohl's. It's like one of those (laughs) like mom quotes that's like everywhere. It's like, um gratitude makes the blessings enough or something like that yeah something like that I think I've heard that before yeah um or like you have there's another one that's like you have um everything you need when God is all you need I don't know it's worded a lot better than that (laughs) I think that was perfect thank you um but yeah it's He's, I think he's just, it's his eternal perspective. He's realizing how many blessings he still has, even though the trials aren't going away. I think it's important to um, recognize another quote. I'm just getting all of them, but it's God is, (laughs) God is good all the time and all the time God is good. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what is going on in your life. God is just always good. And Nephi and his family are recognizing that. Right. The rest of his family forgets, but Nephi always knows. He knows mm-hmm. that God is never far from him. Yes. And he can call on his power anytime. Anywhere. In all places. In all things. <laughs> uh, yeah, in verse 3, I like that. It says, the children of men keep the commandments of God. He doth nourish them and strengthen them and provide means whereby they can accomplish the things or the thing which he has commanded them. Mm-hmm. Um, just shows us again, right, that the Lord is going to help us accomplish the things that he commanded us. He's never commanded us something that he's not going to help us with because he's going to be there every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I circled in that verse is it says, provide means whereby they can accomplish the thing which he has commanded them. Mm-hmm. Um, he's providing, like, they still have to do it, but he's providing a way that they can. Um, it doesn't say he provides a way where he can accomplish the thing. They're still accomplishing it. God's just helping them. Right. Exactly. Oh, so that comes back to what we were saying about the test. Um, yes. Maybe he did, you know, he did accomplish it. It wasn't just God. He did because God provided a way for him to do it Mm -hmm. you know i like it so it's it's a team 
yes. effort. God's effort is a lot greater than ours, but he makes ours just as great. Yeah. So, verse 2, I noticed that it says, um, uh, And so, so great were the blessings of the Lord upon us, that while we did live upon raw meat in the wilderness. So, raw meat is, like, horrible. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. Also, you can get food poisoning by it. But um, th- later in verse 12, it says, the Lord, um, the Lord said, I will make thy food become sweet that ye cook it not. So mm-hmm. the Lord is giving them another trial of faith. He's saying, if you don't cook it and just trust me, I'm going to make it yummy and it's going to mm-hmm. be good for you. And they did. Yeah. And it worked. But I was like, do they really need another trial of faith? Literally. <laughs> like, do they need another one? I just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's kind of random, but I don't know. Because when I read Upon Raw Meat, I was like, I don't know how long ago we evolved to not use it anymore. But that was like what our appendix was for. I think like cavemen times, I think they digested raw meat with their appendix. Yeah. Um, but I'm guessing that this is a lot past that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It probably was not a normal thing. Like you said, even if it's not like a food poisoning thing, it's still a trial because it still wouldn't taste good. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they cooked it over a fire or wanted to. You know, mm-hmm. usually they would cook it over a fire. But yeah. the Lord was like, don't do it. I'm going to make it taste you. good. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly um and then in 13 it says in as much as ye shall keep my commandments ye shall be led towards a promised land and ye shall know that it is by me that ye are led so i love that I, me too because he's promising that he's gonna lead them towards a promised land if they keep their commandments right and we talk about that all the time but i love that he says and ye shall know that it is me that ye are led because mm-hmm. so many times I think to myself is this a good idea from me or is it from the Lord or is it sneakily from Satan like who is this <laughs> thought from mm-hmm. right am I supposed to do this I don't know but the Lord is saying that you'll know like mm-hmm. if it's a good thought it's from the Lord I love it I actually really like that because I didn't think of it that way. I like that we both highlighted that verse, but for different reasons. Yeah. It's so cool. It just kind of it shows that, like, you know, the gospel doesn't change, but our hearts change. And, like, even though the gospel, like, the words on the page are not changing, um, we can, like, find different meaning in it, like, according to, like, what we need. Yeah, Like, that, that verse was kind of an answer for you in that way, like, because, you know, you have that question a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. but to me, I I thought of it as like, it's important that we're like giving, we're recognizing where our strength and blessings are coming from. Um, yeah, you know, saying it's, I think he was kind of like telling like his brothers, it's not Nephi that's leading you. It's not Lehi that's leading you. It's me that's leading you. So you need to, to trust and have faith and recognize that it's me instead of thinking that you're able to do it on your own. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a really good way of thinking of that. Yeah. I think it's 
It is. It is really cool. Especially if it's geared more towards Lehman and Lemuel because they had such a hard time knowing that it was the Lord, right? All the time Mm -hmm. they were thinking like, oh, it's just my crazy dad. It's just my crazy brother. But the Lord is saying, if you keep my commandments, you're going to know that it's me. You're going to have that witness. Mm -hmm. Like it just happened in chapter 16. Um, behold, we know that he lies unto us, and he tells us these things, and he worketh many things by his cunning arts, that he may deceive our eyes, thinking that he could lead us away in some strange wilderness. And anyway, they're, like, making out Nephi to be, like, this, like, evil power-hungry dude. Um, yeah. So I think that, you know, di- there's so many different meanings from it, but we don't know exactly who it was directed at. But like you said, if it was directed at them, like, you know, he's telling them, it's not, don't hurt your brother. Like, he's not choosing to do this. It's me that's doing this. Right. Um, I really liked in verse 8, he said um, that I may carry thy people across these waters. I liked how he said that I may carry thy people because um, I just really, I love the idea of, like, God carrying us. It's, like, that story of, like, the footprints in the sand where, like, he was walking next to you and the footprints disappear. And you're, like, Lord, where did you go? Why did you leave me? And it's, like, you can't see my footprints because I was carrying you. That's why it was only one set of footprints. Mm -hmm. Um, We have to, like, build up a boat of our own, like, of faith. Um, But God will keep us afloat when the storms come because he will carry us across through the storm. I don't know. I really like it. Yeah, I love it. Amazing. Um, I also mm-hmm. liked in verse 15 it says, I Nephi did strive to keep the commandments of the Lord. Um he he didn't say that he was like he kept them like perfectly or anything. He said that he was trying. Um, which I think is really important because God knows the intent of our hearts and he knows that we can't be perfect at keeping the commandments, like even Nephi acknowledges that he's not perfect at it but he strived to and so that was enough in the eyes of the lord to you know see him as like faithful and trying to keep the commandments so he still received the blessings from that just by trying yeah for sure (laughs) well (laughs) i was just thinking about that um yeah, I just think it's so important for us to realize that he's not perfect, that Nephi is not perfect. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's not going to write about the times that he didn't do things right, because I wouldn't want to share that with generations no. to come either. And like he said, he's only sharing the things in the the scriptures that he thinks are like worth us reading and he's probably like I mean I could write about my failures I don't think it's necessarily that he's like trying to like have this like misconception that like he's perfect or anything I think it's just that he realized that there was more we could learn from the wise choices that he made compared to like the not wise choices that he made right and and chapter 19 he says um he likens all scriptures unto us that it might be for our profit and learning Mm-hmm. So, um, that just is like good to have in mind when you're reading all of this, that the scriptures seem like such a long time ago, but, and they are, you know, Yeah. but while Nephi is writing this, he understands that people are going to be reading this for years and years to come. And 
he makes it so that everybody can have can learn from it mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite ways to study the scriptures actually they taught me that at like efy or something a long time ago was to apply it to my life because i feel like that's just the way that i'm able to learn i feel like if it isn't something that is going to apply to me i'm like why would i even pay attention right you know but mm-hmm. it applies to us and so that's why it's important so I think it's if you just apply it to yourself, like as you're reading it, you can relate to it more and and enjoy your scripture reading more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, In 45, I might be skipping ahead of you. I don't know. But um, in 45, it says one of my favorite things ever. It says that you were past feeling that you could not feel his words. And this is Nephi talking to Laman and Lemuel being like, you're past feeling you couldn't feel his words. Like they were, they hardened their hearts and they weren't keeping the commandments. And so they couldn't feel the Lord's words. Like they weren't feeling the spirit when they need to. They weren't getting that revelation that Nephi was getting, you know, because of their actions. Mm-hmm. Going with that in verse 18, what I was going to point out, it says that um, his brethren complained against him and they were desirous that they might not labor for they did not believe um i think it's like interesting to compare where their desires differ um because you know like i was saying god knows the intent of our hearts and layman and lemuel didn't have the desire to believe and god knew that and so i think that's why he you know has he tells nephi the revelation and chooses nephi to do these things um, is because he knows that Laman and Lemuel don't have the desire to do the Lord's work. We, you know, we can't do a lot on our own, but what we can do on our own is have the desire. Like, God can't make us have the desire to do wise things. We have to do that on our own, and he knows that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, In chapter 16, Laman and Lemuel are going on this like huge rant right and they're like we we know that nephi is lying because we knew that everybody in jerusalem was righteous you know they Mm -hmm. they lived righteous lives and they were good people and i think that they didn't desire to learn more more because in their mind they thought what they already knew was the rest of the truth Mm -hmm. they thought that that was it and they had faith in their beliefs and so they didn't want to believe what Nephi was telling them I love that because what I was gonna say next goes (laughs) with that we keep doing this Mm -hmm. um but in verse 25 he and 26 he's talking about like things that have happened before like in the old testament Mm -hmm. um talking about Moses and stuff and I just like that he says like now now you know that blah 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 um, because he's teaching based off of the things that they already know, like he's taking like that foundation that they already have in the gospel and expanding upon it. And I just noticed that that's like kind of the same way that like the missionaries will teach when they're like doing their lessons. They'll yeah. like, they'll go based off of things that people already know, um, and expand upon that and, you know, teach them the fullness of the gospel eventually. Um, yeah. we don't even know it all, but you know, they, 
they progressively build upon things that they already know, which I think is just a really cool way that we can learn from the scriptures about like helping other people is just expanding on. We're not trying to like, you know, replace their faith with ours. We're trying to like, it's the same faith. We're just expanding upon it. Right. Right before you said that too, I was thinking about the missionaries and how like, you know, it's a great way to teach people. It's also super hard. Because Mm -hmm. just like Laman and Lemuel, people that already have their faith, it's like trying to teach somebody who's Catholic about the Book of Mormon. Like, they just don't Mm -hmm. care. Yeah. They're like, I don't believe in that. It's not right. And, you know, what they believe. And so I'm not going to listen. And I am probably guilty of the same thing when people try to teach me about their faith. Or, you know, when Mm -hmm. those Christians come up to you on, like, the street or whatever, and they're like, can I pray for you? I'm like, sure. But yeah. can I teach you the fullness? <laughs> like, <laughs> you can pray for me, absolutely. Nothing's wrong with that. But, like, mm-hmm. it's just I feel like I know more than them. And that's just my, like, pride, I guess. But yeah. Layman and Lemuel are the same way. Well, that's okay. We all have things to work on. It's true. Um, I really liked in verse 21. This is going to be a really long podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, maybe we should split into two. But... In verse 21, at the end of it, they say, if we had stayed in Jerusalem, we might have been happy. And they're Mm -hmm. right. Like, if they had stayed, they might have been happy. But we can't stay as we are and become more like Christ. Like, God wants us to have joy. And if we stay where we are, like, I'm perfectly happy with where I am right now. I'm fine to stay this way. You know, I'd be happy. But we have to go through hard things to grow, and we have to grow to become more like Christ and experience the fullness of joy that we can experience. And so I think it's like we learned at FSY how, I don't remember her name, but she taught that lesson, and she said that, you know, God loves us too much to let us stay as we are. He knows that we need to, to grow and to change because he knows that we can. And, you know, with that much potential and stuff, like, how could you love someone and not help them to grow like that and so I just I really liked it like yes they would have been happy but God knew what was better and what was best and that they needed to go through these hard things in order to become like him yeah that's amazing we talked about that last episode too of how how could you love somebody and not want to share it with them Mm -hmm. um and that's amazing I don't know if they would have been happy because Jerusalem was destroyed yes but it's not so they yet would have, like so they would have been destroyed but mm-hmm. before they yes. probably would have been happy and this for, point for of for time if god wasn't going to like destroy jerusalem and stuff like they they, they would, would have, have been, been happy. happy to stay as they were yeah absolutely well i'm in verse 48 but <laughs> uh, was like my next point that i thought was cool um but this is again where Laman and Lemuel are super mad. They made everybody else mad too. And um they were gonna they're like coming at him, coming at Nephi. And he said, uh, whoso shall lay his hands upon me shall wither even as a dried reed, and he shall be as a knot before the power. And so they didn't. They're like, I believe you. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. Um, and then later we see, um, the Lord is like, okay, Nephi, you should stretch out your hand and like basically tease them and be like, oh, teach, 
touch me, touch me, right? Uh-huh. Um, and then the Lord was like, we'll show them together how much power I have. So he, like, shocked Laman and Lemuel. Mm-hmm. Or shake them. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he shocked them. And then um, the Lord spoke to them, and they were shaken with the words. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, oh, now we know of a surety that the Lord is with thee, for we know that his power of the Lord has shaken us. Like, I think it's so interesting. Over and over again, they're like, oh, we know now. We know. And then, mm-hmm. like, four verses later, they murmur again. What I think is interesting is they're, like, they're so like slow to turn back to the lord but then they're so fast to turn away from him yeah like they have like it takes them so long to like build up to this moment where they believe again but then right after they'll just go turn back around back to to hating on him (laughs) right they need to doubt their doubts before they doubt their faith yes they do um, I really liked in verse 45, he said, um, you're swift, swift to do iniquity, but slow to remember the Lord, your God. Yeah. Um, and then he says, he hath spoken unto you in a still small voice, but you were past feeling that you could not feel his words. Um, I just, I really liked this because, you know, God is always speaking to us and the spirit's always there to, to guide us and to tell us things. But if we aren't like listening for it, it's, you know, it's small and quiet um so if we're not listening for that then we can't hear it Mm -hmm. so I think it's interesting that he goes from you know oh well they didn't listen to the spirit when it was quiet so guess what I'm gonna do I'm gonna shock them (laughs) like yeah I'm gonna say it louder (laughs) yeah yeah I just I like that God doesn't give up he he always finds a different way to try and speak to us and you know it's ultimately up to us to accept it but he's always talking to us and always trying he's not going to give up on us yeah absolutely I also think it's interesting I kind of gave my thoughts on 45 like that little line where it says but you were past feeling that you could not feel his words Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting that it doesn't say hear his words it says feel Uh, because we were talking about that about this a little bit last episode how um you know in ancient egypt was this last episode i don't know um where in ancient egypt they like keep the heart and the body because they think knowledge is stored there Mm -hmm. and like how that's kind of it's like kind of true because um you feel the lord's words you know through the holy ghost i don't feel the holy ghost in my brain i don't know about you but yeah it's not in my head It's in my heart. Your brain, (laughs) right? It's in my heart, my gut. I get like a warm feeling, or Mm -hmm. you know, you feel it in your body. I don't really get. I mean, I do get like thoughts in my brain and Mm -hmm. promptings and all that, but um, it's different. You know, they could not feel his words. They heard it from Nephi, Mm -hmm. but they couldn't feel it themselves. What I think is interesting is that you're, I don't know the percentage, but, like, a big percentage, like, 60%, 80% of, like, what, like, nervous signals or whatever that are sent to your brain come from your gut. And so that's why they say, like, oh, like, when you have, like, a gut feeling or whatever to listen to it. But I just think it's mm-hmm. interesting because um, that's where we feel the spirit is, like, you know, I for me, anyway, I feel, like, kind of in my stomach or in my heart. Um, right. 
And I think it's interesting because then that like sends messages to our brain. And so it's just, I don't know, the spirit speaks to us there, but then we like are able to, to listen to it too, because it like tells us it's there. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how no, to word absolutely. it goes, but. Absolutely. Makes sense um, to me. I really liked in verse 51, how Nephi saying, if the Lord has such great power and has wrought so many miracles among the children of men, how is it that he cannot instruct me that I should build a ship? And, you know, in this verse, he's talking to his brothers, like saying, like, why couldn't he use me? But I thought that like this, why don't I talk to myself like about myself like this? Because, you know, like we were saying, like he he uses small things to bring great things to pass. It's like I feel very small a mm-hmm. lot of the time. Um, and like, why would God, you know, choose me to do this? But it's like, um, if God can do all things, like, why can't I do all things through him? Yeah, you can. I can do yes. all things through Christ with strength and me. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, that's really cool about thinking, thinking about it inward, right? Like, mm-hmm. why don't I treat myself like that? There are so many layers to the scriptures, like how we can treat other people, how the Lord treats us, how we treat the Lord, how we treat ourselves, like, and the same story can be used in all of those Mm -hmm. ways. So So many layers, so many things. Yeah. Well, okay. Chapter 18? Yes. So chapter 18 is crazy to me. It is. Because Lehi is freaking old really old and and um so is Soraya it's Soraya right yeah yeah it's Soraya um they got busy and had two more sons they got busy (laughs) (laughs) but yes I think that's flabbergasted I know what I mean he did it with um Abraham yeah I know, but like they already had three sons and grandkids. They have grandkids. Four sons. Don't forget Sam. Oh yeah, I forgot Sam. They have four sons mm-hmm. and grandkids, and they're like, you know what? We need two more. Mm-hmm. I doubt there are twins. Probably not. Yeah. So the elder was called Jacob. And younger. I mean, I guess there's an elder and younger, but with yeah, twins. But, but it's just like yeah. <clears throat> I think it's interesting that they had two sons, named them both names that start with an L, Laman and Lemuel, and then Nephi and Sam don't make sense, and then they did Jacob and Joseph. Mm-hmm. Like, why weren't Nephi and Sam named the same letter? Anyway. Nephi and Nathan. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something. Anyway, I just thought that was weird. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting in verse 9, it says, they did forget by what power they had been brought thither. It's like, excuse me, what did God just say in chapter 17? You shall know that it is by me that you are led. <laughs> right. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, who am I to judge? But I just think it's funny, like, again, like he was saying, like, how quick they are to forget their God. Right. Well, it's over and over again. They don't stop. Mm-hmm. They don't stop forgetting. And it's interesting because, like, same. Yeah. I don't I don't stop forgetting either. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd like to think I'm a little better than Nephi's family, but. Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, it's interesting because to me, what they're doing doesn't sound bad. They were, <laughs> they were, um, be- they began to make themselves merry in so much that they began to dance and sing and to speak. Oh wait, they were speaking with rudeness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like dancing and singing. That that's fine. Mm-hmm. I think it's just that they were dancing and singing, like about and for themselves i don't think that they were dancing and singing like to praise god and i think that's the difference right like you don't have to like you know when i'm going to dance class i'm not like dancing and to christian music and um you know dancing about god or whatever i just mean like you know like in in your heart like you do let everything you do be done like for god or whatever that scripture is um It just means that you're, in your heart, you're, like, doing it for him, I guess. Like, oh, I'm moving my body because God gave me a body. Right, um, absolutely. Because I know... Me- what? It wasn't them, like, provocatively dancing. Like, they no, were just yeah. dancing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they they forgot God. Again. Yeah. Again. Um, I think it's interesting... In verse 10, it says, I, Nephi, began to fear exceedingly lest the Lord should be angry with us. Um, He's not afraid of his siblings. He's afraid of the Lord, which I think is a really important distinction because we're supposed to fear God. Um, His brothers have done all these things before, but Nephi knows that God will protect him from his brothers. You know, why should I fear a man when God could be angry with us? So he's afraid that God is going to be mad at them um and then they laman and lemuel took nephi and they bound him with cords and god lets them do this because they learn an important lesson in the process while nephi is tied up um the liahona wouldn't work anymore um yeah and it says in verse 13 they knew not whether they should steer the ship and then in verse 13 nevertheless they did not loose me it just Mm -hmm. made me think like you know loose and lose are different words but kind of similar but i was like what do i need to lose so that i can ship you know like what do i have in my life that i need to lose that's preventing my liahona from working and god directing me where to go in my life that's interesting because nephi lost his power you know in that sense like he lost his ability to be free not Mm -hmm. tied up um but they they knew that what they needed to do was to to loose Nephi and lose their pride and let Nephi steer the ship um, in order for you know God to direct their ship. But they they still weren't letting to to set him free. Right. That's really interesting. Mhm. Again, they they do it again. Yep. It says in verse 15, my brethren began to see. Um, sometimes we just have to learn for ourselves. You know, they yeah. they thought, oh, well, I can just do this by myself. I'm going to type Nephi because he's annoying to me. We'll just direct the ship without him. Um, and then they had to learn the hard way. They had to see, oh, that didn't work out so well for me. Um, we would sink without mm-hmm. God guiding us. So we actually kind of need him. Right. It's true. Why is it always a weed whacker? <laughs> Every time. 
<laughs> I didn't even realize. Can I you didn't hear even it? notice. No, I didn't even hear it until you pointed it out. Uh, anyway. so funny. Um. um. I like in verse 21, after I had prayed, the winds did cease and the storm did cease and there was a great calm. I like that we can find peace after we pray. That's just what that made me think of that, um, you know, he was able to find calm after the storm when he he prayed. Yeah, I just thought again of how faithful Nephi is and Mm -hmm. how like, and then again, he's showing his brothers, I don't know about you, but after all of this. I would not be surprised that the Lord, like, ceased the um, storm. But, Mm -hmm. again, I would, like, see Nephi. If I was living in Lemuel, I would see Nephi praying, and then immediately the storm stopped. I would be like, dang. Yeah. Wow. But, but no. It doesn't matter to them. No, they don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting, in verse 16, right after he you know, he'd been tied up right after he sat free. He said, nevertheless, another nevertheless moment. Mm-hmm. I did look unto my God and I did praise him all the day long. And I did not murmur against the Lord because of my afflictions. He's kind of like in your face, Laman and Lemuel. <laughs> yeah. Guess what I did. You guys did this to me and I still am not murmuring. I don't think yeah. he meant it that way, but. But we're stupid if that's how we take it. Yes. Um. And then, are we good to move on to chapter 19? Yeah, for sure. We should. Okay. Um, in verse 3, Nephi says that, um, you know, they're doing all these things for other wise purposes. It's, he's talking about the plates. Um, mm-hmm. How he's making another set or whatever, the ones that Martin Harris lost. Right. Um, but he says <laughs> he's making them for other wise purposes, which purposes are known unto the Lord. Um, yeah. He doesn't, again, he doesn't know why the Lord is having him do these things but he's doing them anyway and now we looking back on it we know how we know why yeah exactly super interesting to like see how um your uh oh my gosh I'm blanking the word for personal personal revelation how your personal revelation and your like um commandments from god can affect like the the bigger effect that that they have you know that you're not Mm -hmm. aware of that's so true yeah well okay like i said the one thing that i really liked in 19 because 19 is pretty easy to understand i think it's just a lot of like this is what's gonna happen um but the the thing that I liked was, like in scriptures unto us, that it may be for our profit and learning. Um, but he says over and over again that, like, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be an easy thing that you're reading. You know, these things that I'm telling you to do that the Lord is commanding us to do. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. But we're going to have to do it anyway. And um, Elder Henry B. Iring said, and a talk actually he said that his mom said it to him a lot when he was younger but he says that um if you're on the right path it will always be a pill mm-hmm. like if you're going through it and it's a tough time you're probably on the right path mm-hmm. because 
you you have to learn something from that, right? If everything's easy, everything's going great, why are you not outside of your comfort zone? Mm-hmm. Um, but the Lord is going to be with you every step of the way. So even though it's a hard time, it's not scary because the Lord isn't far from you. And Nephi shows us this, you know, mm-hmm. he's going through scary things, but he calls upon the Lord every chance he gets. I love it. I actually, I had a few things that I noticed in this chapter. Yeah, this podcast already so long, but um, <laughs> I really loved in verse nine, it says in the world because of their iniquity shall judge him to be a thing of naught. Wherefore they scorch him and he suffereth it and they smite him and he suffereth it. Yea, they spit upon him and he suffereth it because of his loving kindness and his long suffering towards the children of men. I just think this like so beautifully, like describes Christ's love for us because these people took him to be a thing of naught. Like they he's literally the savior of the world that means everything to them and their eternal salvation, but he means nothing to them in this moment. Um right. like how painful that would be, like how awfully they're they're treating him. But it says he suffereth it because of his loving kindness and his long suffering towards the children of men. Christ did yeah. not have to suffer that pain. Um, but he did it because he loves us. Like we aren't, we aren't worthy of this love that he's showing us, but we're worth it to him. I just, I think that's so beautiful, and I love that Nephi pointed that out. Yeah, I love that how he, how he describes what's gonna come. Like mm-hmm. I feel like everything he does, he says, he says with such like beautiful words. I don't know. I just love it. Mm-hmm. And then I really liked in verse 17 and 18, um, this kind of made me think of, like, the purpose of the Book of Mormon and, like, why we have missionaries. Um, mm-hmm. It says, every nation, kinder tongue, and people shall be blessed. And I, Nephi, have written these things unto my people that perhaps I might persuade them that they would remember the Lord, their Redeemer. It just sums up the whole, this is the purpose of what Nephi's writing and why he's writing the Book of Mormon is to bring people to the savior and i think it's so important that we remember all these things that we're reading and they're going through like they apply to all different parts of our life but their purpose is to bring us to the savior yeah absolutely okay really cool chapter 20 yes okay if anybody (laughs) gets through this whole episode like you i will buy you popcorn (laughs) (laughs) um i didn't even highlight anything here's the thing with these chapters for me is he's taking the story the plot away and then it's hard for me to read them because well for me because i already know what's gonna happen right Mm -hmm. like it's not the first time that i'm hearing this so i'm like okay um But he says, nevertheless, again, um, actually, he says it a lot, all the time. He says it in verse 2 and verse 9 and, again, I think, somewhere. But um, I don't know. I just love, again, how he uses specific words. The Lord helps him do that, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. um, to speak to different people like how we were talking about how you know it might say one thing to you but another thing to me um 
I don't know. I think that you could really, you really see that in chapter 20. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked in verse 10, I think this is kind of a popular scripture, but it says, For behold, I have refined thee, I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. Mm-hmm. It just is kind of like what we were saying that, you know, we go through affliction to be refined and to become more like Christ and God chose us like in that affliction like he knew that we were able to suffer that affliction and that that hard time that he put us through um he knew that that was what we needed in order to become more like him yeah absolutely so refiner's refiner's fire right mm-hmm. yeah um yeah I really like in verse 20, he says, the Lord hath redeemed his servant Jacob. Mm-hmm. Um, the word redemption means paid for and freed. Um, Christ redeemed all of his servants. You know, it's not like he, oh, he just redeemed his servant Jacob. Um, he has already redeemed all of us. He already paid for us and freed us. We just have to come unto him and and choose like um we talked about this at institute too i'm learning a lot of institute apparently <laughs> um but it's like a teacher that you know your mom buys piano lessons for her kid it's already paid for and um the mom can't be you know paid back by her kid practicing piano you know that's not paying the for the piano lessons the um yeah the kid practicing is he can't pay for that he what he's doing is he's showing gratitude for what his mom already paid for oh that's interesting and i just think that's really beautiful is we just have to we can't save ourselves but we can choose to follow christ and to serve him not to pay him back because we can't possibly do that but to show him that we're grateful for what he did and that we love him and that it's important to us. He's not a thing of not to us. He's everything to us. Right. That's really cool. That, you know, the way we can pay him back is by being grateful. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, I like in 21, right after that, when he says, and they thirsted not, he led them through the deserts and... Uh, he caused the waters to flow out of the rock for them. Um, he clave the rock also, and the waters gushed out. So, oh, and then in 22 it says, And notwithstanding he hath done all this, and greater also, there is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. So it's just another example of how the Lord loves us, and he's going to help us, and he's going to be there, mm-hmm. you know. They didn't thirst because the Lord caused waters to flow out of a rock, you know? It's just cool. I really like um, in verse 19 of chapter 22, he says, For behold, the righteous shall not perish. And then in verse 20, he says, The Lord will surely prepare a way for his people. Mm-hmm. I just really like um, that the righteous don't need to fear like we have god on our side he says in verse i think it's 21 
mm-hmm. or chapter 21 verse 6 he says my god shall be my strength if we make god our strength then we don't need to fear because what is stronger than god right nothing like, nothing and so nothing can be stronger than us if god is our source of strength yeah absolutely when we were talking about this is a long episode we keep saying <laughs> that but um when we were talking about like the f- we need to fear god i've always always heard growing up the saying like oh he's a god fearing man they're god fearing right mm-hmm. and i've always thought that was really interesting because growing up in the church i've always had like a testimony and i've never classified myself as god fearing Mm-hmm. never feared god i'm like why god is merciful yeah i You're was the same god. way i was like what do you mean like i'm supposed to be afraid of him i'm not i'm not afraid of god at all he loves me right exactly but that's the difference is you're supposed to be god fearing when you're not doing the right thing mm-hmm. you know if you're doing what you're supposed to if you're trying hard then there's no reason to be god fearing mm-hmm. you know you're righteous you're doing the best you can and that's all he wants from you is doing Mm -hmm. your best but if you're not doing your best then you should be a god-fearing man (laughs) Mm -hmm. um i think it's really beautifully put in verse 25 it says it's talking about christ it says he gathers his children from the four quarters of the earth and he numbereth his sheep and they know him there shall be one fold and one shepherd and he shall feed his sheep and in him they shall find pasture I, for some reason, I just, I love in him they shall find pasture because, you know, I feel like, I'm not a farmer, but I think like a pasture is somewhere that, you know, sheep, like they rest and they, they feel safe and they live. And so it's saying like, we can find rest and we can live like in and through Christ because he is our shepherd. Yeah. And he knows us. That's awesome. Another way of thinking about that is... I want to come back to he knows us part, but um, is a pasture is where they eat too mm-hmm. and where they find nourishment. And so that's just another way of thinking about it is, you know, in him is where we can find um, nourishment. So sorry, mm-hmm. my family's yelling in the background. You can You're hear fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we can find nourishment in him. But one of the, things that I really really love learning about or remembering or whatever is how much the Lord knows us Mm -hmm. like he knows the number of hairs on our head he knows everything about us he knows Mm -hmm. us better than we know ourselves and that's just something that brings me so much comfort Mm -hmm. so much comfort it's like you know we think like oh nobody knows me better than I know me and it's like on this earth that might be true but Mm -hmm. God literally made us like it's just like I don't know why this analogy is popping to my head but like the person that baked a cake knows a lot better what ingredients are in that than like me who's eating the cake right or the cake itself Mm -hmm. it just knows it's cake yeah is it cake (laughs) is it (laughs) okay Uh, (laughs) anyway now we're at the second book of nephi yes um and i'm excited to dive in me too 
I want to end on this note in verse 31 of the last chapter. So the last verse of First Nephi, it mm-hmm. says, um, Wherefore, you need not suppose that I and my father are the only ones that have testified and also taught them. Wherefore, if ye shall be obedient to the commandments and endure to the end, ye shall be saved at the last day. And thus it is. Like, mic drop. I love that right. he says, all you have to do is be obedient to the commandments, which we know, like, after our study, even a little more in depth, to strive mm-hmm. to be obedient to the commandments and endure to the end, and then you shall be saved at the last day. Right. Um, I don't have. Doesn't that put the... it in such simple terms? I'm like, oh, that's so easy. <laughs> yes, I love that. He's saying, you know, all these things I've shared in this book, they all matter. You know, he already said before, like, every word that he put in here um, is good. But what he wants us to take from it is that if we are obedient to the commandments and we endure to the end, we shall be saved at the last day. And thus it is. I love right. when he says, and thus it is. <laughs> and thus it is. Amen. Yes. I love that. I'm so excited. We completed First Nephi. Yeah, we did. And we did it every week. Yes. We almost didn't, but... But we did. Yes. We are enduring to the end. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we love you. We hope this um, week was good, even though it was long. <laughs> yes, we hope that it meant something to you and you were able to find something from it. Right, because it helps us overall. It helps us learn more and study more in-depthly, or at least mm-hmm. me. And we hope that, you know, we can kind of share that with you. Yes. It brings us joy to bring others joy. So. Yeah. So we hope we joy. If we said something <laughs> that brought you the opposite of joy, please let us know. I hope we didn't. But. Yeah. But, our our goal yeah. is never to offend if we did. Right. Hopefully not. But, but, but sometimes we're going to give tough love. Yes. Like Elder anyway. Oaks. Like Elder Oaks. <laughs> Okay, well, we love you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. God loves you. Hopefully you love you, because you should. And thus it is. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) If God loves you, you should too. Oh, yep. We will see you guys next time, hopefully. Yeah. (laughs) They will. Yes. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.